welcome to this episode of the Freedom Focus Podcast. My name is Darren Waschek. I'm your host, and I'm real excited today to be able to uh, have a guest on. This is my first guest, the inaugural guest for our podcast, Matthew Gardner with Health Markets. And uh, Matthew uh, is been actually somebody that I've known for quite some time. Um, he does all of the health insurance for me, and I'm grateful for his help on that. But over the time that Matt and I have spent together, him helping me, I've come to know him uh, uh, more about how he operates his business. Because, of course, when I meet with somebody, I always want to talk to them about how is it they're operating their business and seeing if they're doing anything unique. And Matt absolutely is doing things that are unique for sure. So, Matthew, welcome to the show. Darren, thanks for having me, my friend. And um, so, Matthew, I did a little bit of uh, work on um, doing some on your bio and uh, besides the health markets, and also, I think I've got an older statistic that you've got 40 uh, different um, uh, agents that work under you. Uh, share with everybody a little bit more about what that real number looks like and also about health markets so we have some background. Yeah, no, absolutely. With the uh, pandemic, a lot of fantastic people have been uh, either laid off or realized that they were maybe in the wrong profession. Uh, and we've had the uh, fortunate ability to pick up another 10 or 15 agents or so. So we hover around the 50-55 mark. Uh, but Health Markets is really just a national footprint that allows agents to connect with a large agency uh, to be able to help consumers in what I would call three target markets. We serve the individual self-employed uh, business owners, uh, the plumbers, the electricians, the hairstylists, people that have to navigate health insurance on their own. Um, we also help the aging population of Medicare beneficiaries um, navigate the complexities of Medicare. Uh, last statistic I read, 11,000 people turn 65 every day. Uh, so there's a big demographic of people that need information. And then small business owners. You and I you know, share so many similarities uh, with the, let's call it, two to 50 employee space that maybe don't get the attention of the big brokers uh, they're usually the owner, the payroll company, HR, they, you know, they're wearing 10 different hats. So it really allows us to come in and give them counsel in, in a complex market as well. Excellent. And uh, so you said you have uh, how many agents working under you now? I believe I'm at 54. 54. So how, um, how is it that you, uh, uh, would you describe your situation relative to how you run your business? Because I know health markets does give you a lot of autonomy. Um, I'm going to ask you about freedom here in just a moment, but I'd like to kind of set that stage a little bit about how you operate. Um, and because you work with so many small business owners, right? I mean, you understand them, you talk to them all the time, you know what their, their challenges are. And I know that Matt, you go beyond just helping those that work with you on just health insurance. I know that you also do probably, and have even shared with me some counseling you do to help them with their business. So how do you look, how do you, how would you describe you, your situation relative to maybe operating like a small business owner? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm an independent contractor with Health Markets. So as you mentioned, they provide us a ton of resources, technology, um, you know, the big, you know, enterprise tools that people get with, you know, CRM and leverage and marketing and all those kind of things. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, I wake up every day running my business how I want to run my business. So uh, with my scenario, it's kind of twofold. Number one, I have my own personal book of business where we have a lot of clients that we serve. And then training, teaching, and mentoring other agents in the business is another key component of um, where my model within that health markets umbrella. So uh, my analogy is health markets is kind of like the racetrack. 
you know, you have this race car, do you want to be the, you know, do you want to be the lap car or do you want to be in the pole position, you know, with the pedal to the metal, getting after it, you know, and you got to have your pit crew and all your support to, to be efficient. So um, that's on the business end of things. And then, you know, obviously in the three different target markets we have, there's complexities there as well, but uh, there's nothing more than I love meeting with business owners as do you. And there's certain products that we help serve them with, but there's so much more that we bring to the table. And I would say what really sets us apart in, in my practice is we've connected with other business owners, whether it be a coach like yourself, a financial advisor, um, a, a home and auto agent, whatever the case is, we want our clients to call us first for anything they need, whether it's a plumber, an electrician, um, you know, a handyman. Uh, I got a call from a client the other day. She needed a locksmith and a handyman. Well, if I can give those referrals out to my, you know, team of, of people or strategic referral relationships, they in turn send us business back tenfold. And it's yep. been a very healthy recipe for success for us. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, okay. So, uh, Let's get into the, the idea of freedom. Um, so, th- you know, because you've participated in my the little surveys that I do, and I've shared those with my audience and both the podcast as well as the as the, well as the um, in my emails that I send out to my email list. But um, Matthew, I'm going to ask you the question. I know you've answered it before, but now you can share it with the audience, the, the group that's listening today. But if you could be anywhere right now doing whatever it is that you wanted to be doing, wherever you wanted to do it, where would that be? It's such a loaded question. I'm glad you asked that. I actually could probably get out a notepad and list hundreds of different places, but I would tell you that um, almost all of them are going to revolve around being with my family. Um, I honestly work to create adventures for my family. So um, in my business plan, um, the first thing that goes in my business plan every year is eight vacations. How do I put eight cool experiences together uh, for my family. I want to, I want to have fun. I want to live life. You know, I have so many mentors in the business that have been quote unquote successful or made lots of money, but their personal life and their freedom and, and all the things that we focus on have been so lacking um, that I really want to put those things first and then architect, how do I get there around that? Perfect. And I, and I, in this whole idea of doing it first, I know is a big deal to you. So when we talk about some of the house stuff in just a little bit, um, I want to come back to that point. Um, but I'm not going to let you off the hook. You didn't right. tell me where you'd be. Where would you be? Just pick one. I know you got a list. All right, so and, go ahead. I'll tell you, in, in less than seven days, we're going to be on a flight to Maui. Uh, my family of four, my wife and I have been married um, for 12 years. My daughter's 11. My little guy's 10. Um, and so not only are we going to Maui, but again, it's all about, for me, the experiences for my family. So we already gotcha. have a sailboat chartered to do a, a snorkel trip in the Molokai Crater. I have surf lessons scheduled for my kids. They want to go parasailing. Uh, that's on the books. We may or may not do a luau. Um, to me, I just want to be able to get on that flight, not have to worry about anything, not worry about my clients, not worry about my staff. I want to make sure that we're there and that quality time with my family is of the utmost importance. Because at the end of the day, if everything else is gone, that's who you have left. Beautiful. Well said. Okay, so we got Hawaii out of you. And, and, there, and as you said, there's probably more adventures out in front for you. So the follow up question, 
that I asked of that, um, Matthew, is, you know, so how often, how often do you get to do this thing that you love to do? And I'm guessing I'm going to categorize that as travel, you know, seeing places around the world, seeing places. How often do you get to do that? So as I mentioned, you know, I schedule at least eight. To me, that's kind of a non-negotiable, but I also want to have the freedom to be able to drop and go. Um, a couple of weeks ago, so we had this planned a little bit in advance, but um, a few weeks ago, we just got back from Pebble Beach. My kids, uh, this wasn't a trip planned for them. It was more for my wife and I, uh, but a good buddy of mine turned 50 years old and said, hey, you know, I want to get a group of guys together and go play Pebble Beach, Spyglass and uh, Spanish Bay, which is it's an expensive trip to be able to drop in you know, airfare and three rounds of golf at the, the highest premium you could imagine. Right. Uh, but that experience was amazing. Um, so, you know, there's certain things that I'll have scheduled, but I also want to be able to have the flexibility to be able to do that from a travel standpoint. Gotcha. Um, and then I'm also very involved with my kids, right? So I'm coaching, um, I've, I've coached, you know, baseball and softball since my kids were at a young age. I always want to be home for, you know, dinner and baths. And, you know, obviously as they get older, those things kind of start to go away, but those are the moments I cherish the most. Yeah. uh, Paying, paying attention to those and then making the most of them. That's uh, that's wonderful. All right. So we're going to probably going to be the, the, one of the things that I say uh, as part of the training and and the, the message that I share is the idea that personal and professional freedom are, are, are inextricably tied for small business owners, of course. Um, and, and for everybody uh, as well. But when we talk about small business owners, they're tied. So um, I know that you completed the, uh, the four levels of freedom survey. Um, uh, and I'll share with everybody that, that uh, you came in at the, at the experience level from struggle, not, not struggle, not competent. Matthew, you came in and uh, graded yourself at the experience level. Um, and we were talking a little bit before the show about not only kind of how you felt like you fit there, but what I really liked is that you said that you were you were already had plans to uh, understanding what the freedom to exit level is, the pinnacle is, you already had plans to get yourself there. So tell us a little bit about kind of where you are and then kind of that plans for getting yourself to that next place. Absolutely. You know, the experience level, of, you know, as you mentioned, having that flexibility and freedom to do certain things, you have to have your business in line to do that. Um, but I always look every day of what are the things that I'm doing on a daily basis and what are those things can be leveraged with other high quality individuals to be able to give you the flexibility and freedom, whether it's to travel or vacation, or maybe it's something else that you're passionate about. Maybe it's a, uh, a charity or, uh, an effort or something where you want to shape something and be part of something bigger than who you are. Um, yep. so, you know, I, as I look at my business, I'm always trying to, I, I, you know, maybe this is me just trying to, you know, be humble in a, in a very successful environment, but I always look at it, you know, how can I tweak what I'm doing to leverage my time to be able to make a bigger impact, right? Am I ever going to get to that freedom to, is is that freedom to exit really in my DNA? Cause what am I going to exit? Right. I always have to be part of something. So I want to be at that experience level at a high game, but also be able to tweak it to say, okay, Am I, am I doing 100% of what I'm capable of doing, right? Am I just doing it because it's easy and I'm going through the motions? Or is that something where I can leverage either somebody else's talents or resources or technology uh, to go create a bigger cause? I mean, um, I, I look at Branson uh, just this last week, you know, he was able to break the barrier to go to space. Right. Um, yep. You know, 
what's next for him? You know, he's at the most experienced level. Some would maybe argue that he's at the freedom to exit, but what's he going to exit from? There's always that next level. So for me, I really like to hover on that top tier of experience. I want to be the best of the best in my craft and continue to tweak uh, the spigots to get better. Gotcha. And keep in mind that freedom to exit is one of those places that we talk about for small business owners where they can uh, put themselves, set themselves up where they could exit whenever they want to. They don't have to. It's not a place of exit. And that's sometimes where I get myself into a little trouble, admittedly, by my by my uh, use of the language. Freedom to exit is that top level of freedom. It means that you have the ability to walk away if you'd like to. If somebody approached you and said, Matthew, I'd love to buy your book of business. I'd love to buy, you know, I'd like to take over what you do, sit in your chair and continue on with what you do. And so keep in mind that that freedom to exit level. And and again, it might be that, you know, I'm done with insurance stuff. Now what I want to do is I want to go help some bigger cause that's not related to the insurance business. And uh, you have the ability to do that whenever you'd like to. And a bit, uh, somebody might approach you. They may say, hey, I want to, as I said, buy your book of business. Uh, we don't need you anymore. So I guess I'm going to turn that a little bit, Matthew, and say, um, if somebody were to come to you tomorrow and say, I want to buy that book of business from you and I want to sit in your chair, you go away. I guess I want to ask, is that feasible right now for you? Could you do that? Uh, and if so, um, uh, what is it that is in place that would allow you, somebody else to maybe plug in where you are and then you can walk away cashing out for, if you will, to go do whatever you want to do? I think it's 100% capable of where I'm at right now. Um, the hard part is in the insurance space, and I have a lot of friends with other companies and, and different scenarios in insurance, you know, whether you're getting one, two, three times your book of business, For me, it's a hard to leave and go away from that because if you can put good, high quality staff in place, you'll continue to get residual income for a long period of time. Yes. Uh Um, But, you know, I I think that there's, um, yeah. So to answer your question, could I do that? Absolutely. Um, We're we're in a really great place, but uh, where I'm at personally and as much as I enjoy what I do uh, right now, I'd have the hardest time to walk away from all the fantastic relationships that we built. To me, it's, I've built a very successful business and it's, it's fun every day you wake up and it's enjoyable. Like how, you know, for me right now, there's no reason to walk away. Uh, If I was, you know, 60, 65 years old and, you know, was slowing down a little bit, you know, to be in a position where you want to do that. I think you got to have your business ready to go. As you mentioned, you know, systems, processes, technology, do you have to run a high, a high capable company? Um, But then it's at what point, does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. And you said it perfectly, Matt, Matt, it's not that you're not ready to do that just today. And and that's the message I want to make sure that business owners know Uh, we've all heard everybody that's listening to this. You've heard the kind of freedom that Matt, Matt has established for, for him and himself personally through his business. Um, But again, he he's having fun and that's the idea. Don't get yourself to a place where you're so burnt out running your business. Well, yeah, I might have a lot of money, I might be making a lot of money, but I'm miserable because I can't break away. I can't take time off. The business won't survive without me. All I look at it is, Matt, what you've done is you've created this, this, uh, you've created this maybe 10 or 15 years before you need to execute on the, the exit strategy, which is exactly where I want to see so many more small businesses get to the place. But let me back up. And now I'm going to ask you, what kinds of systems, processes, things like that, 
would you give? And, and I know you got a lot of them. So maybe pick two or three or the big ones that you do that create that ability for you to uh, walk away or have the free time you do. What are those key elements? Yeah, I'd say there's obviously two components to my business. Obviously, my personal book of business has kind of its own business model. Uh, and then training, teaching and mentoring agents kind of has its own business model in that regard. So it's almost like it's all encompassing, but two separate scenarios. Uh-huh. Um, and I would say one of the biggest things that I, I did in my personal side of things um, is bringing on high quality staff. The hardest thing as a business owner that's really good at what they do is being able to take the reins and hand them to somebody else. Delegation. Um, I struggled <laughs> with this for years. Um, and I look back and go, gosh, I wish I would have done this sooner. Right. Uh, and that's really what I, I try to find from other successful people is what mistakes did you make early on? What would you change? And that would be my first one. Um, one of my mentors in the business said, you know, if your if your time is worth $100 an hour, $50 an hour, $200 an hour, $500 an hour, don't do things that are less than what your time is worth, right? There's a lot of people that have great skill sets in a lot of different areas that you can leverage to build your brand, build your equity, build um, something. So I, I would say the first thing was being able to bring on a personal assistant, my personal assistant, she's like family to me. Um, I, not everybody's as fortunate as we are, but, uh, without Robin, uh, you know, we, we would struggle, you know, she's, she's a key piece to what we do. Um, and she's licensed, appointed, certified, so she can have high level conversations with our clients on a daily basis if I'm not available. So, um, I think really getting the right people in the right spots yep. within your organization, um, are invaluable. And you're using my words there, uh, Matt. That's exactly what I say. It's not just getting any people. It's getting the right people, the right people in those positions. And clearly, you know, that's been an important ingredient for you. Because again, people are, as I say, the most important resource you have is a business, right? I mean, it's people. Uh, whether you're manufacturing or something or delivering a service like you do, uh, the people that help you and support you uh, are critically important to your success. So you need to make sure that you're finding the highest quality people. Um, now that, that was one, did you have another one that you wanted to share? I mean, I would just say generally, and this probably fits any business is, I mean, Amazon turned every business upside down, right. To be able to go online and get a product in some cases within an hour, if not a day or two really, I think takes every industry, no matter what you're in, when somebody calls in and they're interested in something, they're looking for instant gratification, whether that's a reply, a phone call, talking to somebody. Um, So really communication for us is a big deal. This is something that we try to strive on. If if a client reaches out via email or via voicemail, we want to try to get back to them as soon as possible. And I will tell you this, it's not just in in, in our industry, but in in insurance in general, uh, the number one complaint that agents have, do you know what the number one complaint agents get? What is it? My agent never called me back. Right. So whether, whether there's a, a billing issue or a claims issue or anything, you know, so many agents in, in insurance, and I would say salespeople in general, they're always looking for the next transaction where you, you work so hard to have the clients that you have, take good care of them. Um, and things happen, right? But if you communicate with your clients and just say, hey, I got your call. You know, there was a billing situation. Let's figure it out. How do we... How do we get to that person right away? How do we get to a resolution? And then really that's your brand. Then they go tell other people, hey, 
not only are you going to get great counsel, but if you need something, they're going to communicate and get back to you right away. And I think that communication is the lifeblood to any business. So many of these companies now are hiding behind, you know, you know, you know, text with a, 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 you know, a robot on my website or, you know, we want that human interaction. We want our people to know that we care about them. Absolutely. Well said. And um, I think that at the end of the day, uh, you know, it, it, again, it continues to come down to um, the people that you have, their ability to communicate and also sharing that message with them. The last thing I'll ask you before we wrap up here, again, we don't like to take too much time when we do our, our interviews for our, just to be sensitive to the time for our, our audience. Um, you know, what, what's, uh, what's one of the secrets that you want to share with everybody about that you think is, is a key to your success um, and the amount of freedom that you've been able to have clearly from what you've shared with us? What's that one key secret you want to share with everybody? You got to take the stairs to success. You can't take the elevator. You can't just sit down and let the stairs take you up. You got to one foot after another. Um, and I would just say, what are you trying to accomplish? Whether it's in your personal freedom, the flexibility of freedom in your business, and then architect it backwards. You know, uh, whether it's getting Darren uh, involved in your business or, um, you know, just, just learning how to be better at what you do. I think we're all students of the industry. Uh, but it takes hard work. You know, there's so many people my age bracket and, and even younger that are waiting to have somebody hand them a successful career. And we failed a lot. Luckily for me, I failed early and I failed often. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of those mistakes, you know, gave us the bruises that we needed. Um, you know, I, I'm grateful. I, I've had some, it might even be, you know, another episode that we do on some of the failures and, and bloody noses that we had, you know, getting our businesses going. But I'm glad it happened to me in my early 20s at the time. I'm now in my 40s uh, versus, you know, having that happen at 60, 65, and then having to try to rebuild for another 10 or 15 years. So um, I, I would just say to the audience, you know, work works, hard work works, but then having the tools and systems and tweaking what you're doing to leverage your time is going to give you that freedom that you're looking for. Fantastic. And so much, uh, again, um, that's why I love having uh, uh, guests like you on, uh, Matt, because so many of the things that you're talking about are exactly the formulas that we talk about with Freedom Focused. What does it take in order to get your business freedom focused so that you can maximize uh, the freedom that you have both personally and professionally? So, Matt, this has been fantastic. And you actually already opened yourself up to answering one of my questions, which was, I want to have you back because um, there's more for us to talk about. And um, I already have a thought in mind, but I'm going to take the one that you have uh, and run with that one as well. So it might be maybe two visits, but I, I will follow up and space them out. So we're not using uh, up too much of your time, but um, Matt, thank you so much for being on today and for giving some of your time, which I know you've always been generous to do. Uh, when I asked you, you were like, absolutely, let's do this. So thank you for your time with that. I really appreciate it. Thank you as well, Darren. I appreciate your friendship and uh, everything you've done for our business and I uh, wish you must, um, as much success as well. Thank you. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, I look forward to seeing everybody in two weeks. Don't forget that I will have some information on Matt's contacts uh, in the show notes for today. I'm also going to put the quizzes in there again, the surveys for personal and professional freedom. I'll keep those in the notes for the show today. The shows are also posted on my website, darrenwashcheck.com. You can always go there as well. So I will look forward to having everybody as a listener in two weeks. Until next time, stay focused on your freedom. Freedom.